Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tremble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Stephen Taylor. How are you two doing? Pretty good. Yeah, doing all right. Doing sleet score stuff. So, you know, you got to keep that energy going. Yeah. And, you know, a bit, yeah. Hand water, sleet score, mildly uh, related to the holiday of um, Valentine's Day. Not, not really. I mean, maybe. There's a little bit of romance in both these movies. I mean, it's it's kind of surprising. I don't know if you guys would agree with this, but this movie is all about hookers. It's full of booze, and yet I actually find Frankenhooker slightly less sleazy than Brain Damage. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, kinda, kinda. It doesn't have a back alley slugs Bellagio scene. So. <laughs> yeah, there's just less scenes in this movie that seem to like be sexy. I guess. Whereas Brain Damage seemed to have scenes that were very, like, alluding to certain things. Or just characters full-on getting dirty on screen. Whereas this one, it's... I don't know, there's just less of that. So it almost seems a little less lazy, even though it's about prostitutes for the most part. <laughs> yeah. I definitely... I, I, I'm i a big Frank Hanoker fan. I, I, it's just such a fun movie. And I think, compared to Brain Damage, it's more fun than Brain Damage by a long shot. Yeah, like Brain Damage is not a bad movie by any stretch, but it just lacks that like kind of fun little oomph that this movie has. And I don't know, fun is obviously very subjective. I'm sure some people would. Hate. A lot of people hate this movie. When they submitted this movie for ratings, the ratings board, like I called them back and told them that they would get an S rating, and they were like, "What does that mean?" He's like, "S is for shit." And they're like, "Oh, like yeah." <laughs> Yeah, this movie is is not. It, it's a very notoriously like just bad movie. But I I don't know. I have so much fun watching Frank and Hooker. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, but what is Frank and Hooker even about? Well, a medical student sets out to recreate his decapitated fiance by building her a new body made out of Manhattan street prostitutes. Doesn't sound romantic, but it really does. Once you actually watch the movie, <laughs> reading that out loud. There's another synopsis I opted not to use, and it was basically like, yeah, uses the, the, the body parts from exploded hookers, and I'm like, well, that's a little one. This is a little more, a better synopsis. Hey, exploded hooker body parts is quite intriguing, though, in terms of tagline. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I think the tagline of this movie is like, a tale of sluts and bolts. So. <laughs> I think you guys mentioned that last week, and that was what made me be extra intrigued by this. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, they're not wrong. This is a, a movie about a tale of sluts and bolts. Um, yeah. So what was the first time we all watched Frankenhooker? Oh, boy. I was, yeah, a friend of mine showed me this movie on VHS in the 90s. I think it was, like, it was, it was, like, a birthday party or something like that, and we were watching weird movies, and, yeah, I just put this on, didn't tell me what it was, and, all of a sudden, this girl's getting mowed down by a 
lawnmower, and there's a news reporter talking about that they made human salad and stuff. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and yeah, I was just, it just gets, it just careens out of control. Super crack. I mean, there's just so many bullet points in this film that is just memorable, memorable stuff. I mean, oh, yeah. I would believe that explosive crack is a thing. This movie really does right. on it. So. <laughs> Um, cool. How about you, Taylor? When was the first time you watched this movie? Also for the podcast. Um, and I, w- I didn't look anything up about this movie before I watched it. I wanted to go in completely blind. Um, I did end up re-watching it at one point because my first watch, I was... To, to start off, the movie is a, a little confusing if you're not exactly sure what's going on. It kind of just, like, gets into it with, uh, Jeffrey and his weird experiments and you're not quite sure where it's going. Um... And then knowing exactly what happens on the rewatch is great. You pick up on all the little things, um, and you're just along for the ride. And I feel like this movie is a ride, that's for sure. 100%. Um, I watched this movie last year on a first date with my now fiancé. So, there you go. Wow. True love and blossom <laughs> uh, Frank and Hunker. Apparently. Yeah. So it really is a Valentine's Day movie, then. Exactly. I mean, probably not, but we'll, we're, we're going to sell the world on this slowly. <laughs> if um, your relationship can last through Frankenhooker, then I think it was meant to be. Exactly. Um, Alright. I've got a few emails. Ben says, I once owned a VHS version of this movie that had a button on the cover. We pressed it. It would say, want a date for the movie. Oh, I love this movie. I'm so glad you're covering it. Well, thank, thank you, Ben. That's oh, really I want funny. that. Ben. I yeah, I, I want that now for my for my movie collection. That sounds so cool. <laughs> that does actually. Yeah, I could also just see like somebody just pressing the button and like the video store just being like, "Gosh, guy, I got this movie now." <laughs> um, Luke says, "Fucking shout out to Joseph Gonzalo or Gonzalez uh, Zorro, who has two credits to his name, and you were talking about both of them." Yeah, because he's oh, also yeah. brain damaged. I don't know. He's just such a presence in, in both movies, and I'm kind of surprised he only has two credits to his name. But he is instantly recognizable just from his physique alone. His that, physique, that, is... that stash, that stash yeah. is <laughs> the most intense stash I've seen in many years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure out what what he's up to nowadays, and I can't seem to figure out what he's up to nowadays. So I'm sure he's probably happily retired from the world of acting. Mm, taking care of his hookers. Yeah. Uh, Tyler says, I've seen some takes on this movie, they call it feminist, but I'm not sure I agree. Uh, mm. I, don't, I, uh, I don't know if I agree either that it's feminist, but I mean, well, the way that they treat the hookers probably is not very forward, so I wouldn't really go that far, but I mean, I get it if you're thinking about the ending alone, when Jeffrey gets the new body, and it's mm-hmm. a girl's body. Like, sure, you could probably slightly skew that towards being feminist, I guess, but I feel like it's a bit of a stretch. Sorry. Yeah. 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 There, there's some banter about making prostitution legal and that whole scene where the the, the women have their, uh, what I can't remember what it stands for, but it's the initialism or the acronym is hooker, essentially, and they're trying to make prostitution legal for women's rights and all that kind of stuff. And then Jeffrey has a throwaway line that's, Oh, what does he say? Oh, she's don't laugh at her. She's right. This cr- 
this crack shit is killing them. And then he holds this up his super crack and he goes, this will kill them faster. Yeah, <laughs> so it like skirts the edge of the like, oh yes, we are recognizing some sort of women's rights in this movie, but also we're going to, we're going to play off it for, for laughs. So there, there's like tidbits. There's like little bits where I guess um, they are more feminist than other movies that are made. That's for sure. But I don't know how exactly feminist I would I would call this movie. Um, especially when you have other scenes where Jeffrey's like, I'm going to make you look like a supermodel. Like, he's very obviously changing her previous body into one that he desires more. So I, I don't know if that's exactly yeah. super feminist. Well, because remember, Elizabeth is fat. Even oh, yeah. Not, even though she's wearing a compl- an obvious bodysuit in the very first scene. Mm-hmm. And she's giant know? shoulder pads. Yeah. Did you know that she eats pretzels? Oh, pretzels. my God. Pretzels. I do like how they play off that later when a Franken hooker version of her is in the bar and she's just mowing down on those assholes <laughs> and someone makes a comment like, oh, growl, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, cool. Uh, what was her favorite line from the movie? Uh, the, the news report in the beginning. I mean, there's so many great lines, like, it's over and over again, like, want a date, like, that whole, any, any of, of Elizabeth, when she's, when she is now the, uh, the, um, Frank's monster, um, mm-hmm. it, are great, but, and there's, and it's hard to relegate to just, like, oh, this is the best line, but I love the absurdity of that news report, the whole human salad thing is just, it's just, it's insane, because, you know, no, news station would actually do a report like that so it's just hilarious yeah yes i wrote down once the specific line from that newscast but the vivacious young girl was instantly reduced to a tossed human salad yeah. a salad that was once named elizabeth it was just so good and yeah so over the top and so very much like uh, yeah this is definitely not a real newscast this is amped up 100 percent mm-hmm. uh there's many great lines in this but one of my favorites is when uh, Jeffrey is looking at the dead hooker's foot, and he screams, and he goes, oh my god, bunions, and he starts, like, just <laughs> removing the bunion. I don't know why it's such a weird delivery on that line, but it cracks me up every single time. Yeah. There's also a lot of random Jeffrey talking to himself banter, yes. like, in random scenes. Like, I think the one that I remember the most is as he's walking through the bar he's like muttering to himself about things and any scene where he's kind of by himself working he's muttering these random things that are just so absurd too and it just it always makes me laugh whenever that's happening because he just those add such actually good atmosphere to his character of like he's just wandering around muttering things to himself constantly and 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 that kind of works with his mad scientist vibe I mean, there's a scene where he's talking to the guinea pig while he's pumping it full of drugs. That legitimately might just be, like, the worst dialogue I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> like, he's talking to the, the guinea pig. He's like, I bet you got $1,000 a night because I bought you a drink. Is the is the hotel nearby. And I'm like, you're talking to a guinea pig, dude. Like, oh, my God. This movie is a lot of the movie. <sighs> um, all right. Best performance. It's not be Jeffrey, right? Like, he's... I, as much as um, I really do like Patty Mullen, plays Elizabeth, I feel like Jeffrey's just got so much. He's got so many monologues in this movie. That's kind of mm-hmm. like... It's hard not to choose him, but... Mm-hmm. I yeah, really I... love the skewed-up face, though, of Patty Mullen, though. That... <laughs> yeah, that whole just gets me. Yeah, I feel like she does such a good job of, like, playing an out-of-it Frankenstein hooker monster. You know? Like, she really does become that character. So it's a hard toss-up for me between both of them because uh, 
Yeah, I do think Jeffrey as a character is, is really well done, too. Yeah. Uh, best kill in this movie. Uh, the, the hooker's exploding scene. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I can't, I can't get beyond it. It's so hysterical. It's also fucking disturbing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's also I, just a lot all at once, too. Like, yeah. There's not just, like, two of them that dies. It's, like, it's got to be, like, six or eight of them. About, probably yeah. more than that. I can forget the real number, but, like, and they all die in these moments where it's, like, the actress, and then it just cuts to the clearly, like, a papier-mâché version of that person, and <laughs> every single time it kills me, because it's, like, obviously, like, the effects were with it were for that time and the budget and all that, but it just cracks me up every time you're, like, here's a woman, and here's, like, literally, like, a toddler's papier-mâché version of that person. People yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? Some of that stuff was not terribly done. Like, in terms of how they placed the fake the fake women next, like, in the scenes with against the real women that are acting, like, the, they get the bodies lined up well enough that it's not too... It's not too jarring. Some of them is, especially when you don't see the face. Yeah. It's kind of like, whoa, the, the transition is not it's not terrible, no. considering what they're working with. Exactly. Like, it could have been actually probably worse than plus. Like, and then kudos, like, you're you're committing to blowing the, those people up. I, I think, too, like, at the beginning of the movie, when you see her get run over by the lawnmower, it cuts away to, like, a blood spire. It would have been so easy for them to do a shot like that, with that, where it's, like, Jeffrey reacting to the people getting blown up. But, hey, they commit to, like, blowing up those paper mache models so you know what like kudos for that it's i i respect him for it even if it's not if it doesn't hold up nearly as well as it probably could but mm -hmm. um i also thought zoro's death was absurd with all of those <laughs> weird those weird creatures that remind me of like sid's toys from to the first toy story <laughs> movie basically and they just like drag him off into some unknown fate uh and then that's it for him or Zoro, just trying to just trying to go out and protect his suckers. I mean, you gotta give credit to the movie too. They keep that mystery of what's in that freezer going for a while. And yeah. you're just like, what is in there? What like they do such a good job in this movie of like teasing you and just kind of like sprinkling in enough tidbits throughout to keep you interested without actually telling you what's in that. I don't know, I find it really effective at like just keeping you your interest even though, you know, you know that there's something gross in there, but it's just like, I don't know. It, they do such a good job in this movie of, like, kind of teasing it, and you kind of, like... So when they do show it, you're like, oh, my God, that's what's in that, that freezer? That's disgusting. Yeah. And those effects were great. Like, the thing with, like, the tits and the, it's, like, faces upside down, and it's just like, oh, what the heck are they doing with this? But it's great. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, decision. The lawnmower scene. Yeah. The, the thing that kicks off the whole plot. Yeah. Like, just get out of the way. Yeah. And even, like, so like <laughs> there's a point, too, where, like, she looks and screams, and then it's, like, a bit of a delay, and I'm like, could you not just, like, jump out of the way? Like, maybe, <laughs> your, maybe your foot would have been, like, hurt or something, but, like, so it would have been alive. Mm -hmm. So. But. Yeah. You just, I guess you wouldn't have a movie if that's the case, but, yeah. My, my first watch through, I remember the emotional reaction to that scene, because at first I was like, oh, she definitely lost her feet. Like, she's not going to have any feet after this. And then they cut to the newscast, and I'm like, oh my god, she's just full on dead. Like, that thing killed her. 
Yeah. And of course, because we don't see all of the gore of that. Like, if they just had one scene where it was just, like, her getting eaten up, like, halfway through or something, I, I feel like that would have been conveyed a little a little more in that scene that she just full-on died. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the newscast afterwards, too, when he watches it, it shows, like, some grainy faraway shots or whatever, so you see a little bit of the carnage. But, yeah, uh, yeah they, they really could have gone ham with that, and I feel like it, it would have added to the absurdity and both been a little bit clearer that the, that lawnmower just took her out. <laughs> I would like to like, see where, like, you do, like, a top-down shot from above and show her just getting, like, devoured by the lawnmower. Yeah, you could, they could have done it, I feel like. Yeah. This is why we need a Frank and Hope remake in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not really, but I would love if, like, a major, like, motion picture studio was like, you know what, we need, we need to bring back Frank and Hope for the mouses. Uh, if they could do it with the same Hen and Lauder atmosphere, then I would be on board. But I feel like it, it might be hard to recreate the same feel of, of oh, Frankenhooker. 100%. And you know for sure, like, there's no way they would be okay with, like, blowing up, like, ten hookers or something like that. Yeah, you never know, depending on who makes it. This is true. James Warren, I mean, you clearly don't listen to this podcast, but if you do, so <laughs> universal on a Frankenhooker remake. Okay, um, cool. I think it's time to score this movie. What's everyone think for a score? I think we go with an 8 out of 10. This movie's fun. It's so stupid. Yeah. So stupid. And, uh, I mean, him drilling himself in the brain constantly and then bringing, when the drill bit comes out, it's clean. Just dumb shit like that. Just made, it really makes me laugh. So, mm-hmm. I gotta give it, I, I gotta give Hen Lauder his flowers for this one. Oh my god, I forgot about the head drilling. You're right, that was so ridiculous. And I was just like, what is it? He's just like activating or killing certain parts of his brain so he can think better? That is very much a mad scientist 100% thing to do. Yeah. Um, I uh, I don't know if I could go as high as 9. Can I go as high as a 9? 8.5. I'm, okay. I'm going to go 8.5. Okay. Um, I might rewatch this again and change my mind, and you'll see that reflected in my letterbox score. But for now, I think I'm going to go 8.5. Okay. Um, yeah, this movie, the first time I watched it, there was definitely some parts that I was like, what exactly is happening right now? And, like, especially right in the beginning, it was a little hard for me to follow and figure out exactly what was going on. Um, but then you get to the end of the movie, and it's just taking you for a ride. And it was, I I really liked it, actually, Jeffrey and Elizabeth as characters, and I enjoyed seeing them go on these incredibly wacky uh, adventures. So I'm going to go 8.5. I don't know why we never got, like, a son of Frankenhooker with, like... <laughs> Them having like a little mutant baby or something. I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what we need. We don't need a Frankenhooker remake. We need a Frankenhooker like s- legacy sequel, like something like thirty plus years after the original. Um, oh, but but Frankenhooker, son of Frankenhooker, but because he has a woman's body, he's the one who gets pregnant. I love it. <laughs> I think that fits the theme of Frankenhooker. Yeah. Totally. Uh, I'm. No restraints will get this a nine. This movie is, for me, like, just so much fun. Yeah, it's not the, like, best-made movie. It's It's got its issues, but, man, I just have so much fun watching this. And it's hard for me to not enjoy this movie, especially in, like, the third act. Like, honestly, I think from, like, the scene when the, the hookers blow up onwards, it just goes full-tilt craziness. Probably even a little bit before that, too. But yeah, this movie's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's not a good movie, and yeah, you can probably find faults in it, and I can probably you definitely can find faults in it. Like, if someone were to tell me this is like a 4 out of 10 or a 5 out of 10 movie, I would say you're not wrong, but just, if you turn your brain off, if you just have a good time, it's, 
It's a lot of fun. I really do enjoy this. And I, I've rewatched this movie a couple times now, and it's just, it, it's fun. It's hard. It's hard not to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, maybe a, your new Valentine's Day classic. So. <laughs> Watch it with your loved one every year. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right. Well, Steve, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, I'm at on Twitter and Instagram at uh, the Steeple Dead. I'm also on Letterboxd under the same. Uh, you can hear me on the shift with Shane Hewitt every Thursday at 11 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, that, that one goes across Canada. Uh, my website is ca, and you can also check me out on the podcast after the credits. Nice. Taylor, where can people find you on the internet? I hang out occasionally on Instagram and Twitch under the username Techronomicon. I upload uh, scores for movies we cover on the podcast on my letterbox uh, under the username Sirsianic, and I have a blog that I will update every so often if I do anything else interesting online, Sirsianic.home.blog. Uh, nice. Uh, yeah, I'm over at 3GreenNerds.com, where almost every other day we've got new content going up. I think by the time you listen to this, I'll have a review up for, I want to say, Love is Blind Season 3 After the Altar. I think that might be it. I, I don't know when movies are coming out next week, but or not next week, it'll be like the week after, but we'll see. Actually, I think pretty soon is, uh, what's it called? Uh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man's coming soon. That's a yep. safe cinema, right? And Cocaine Bear. Yes, can't forget Cocaine Bear. <laughs> oh my god, I keep, I keep seeing those ads for that, and it's so ridiculous, and I still don't even actually know what it's about. I'm so excited. All I know is they cast people from TikTok in that movie, and I find that amazing. Yeah. yeah. The Ikea guy. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. Like, I love that whoever was a casting director for that movie was watching TikTok one day. It was like, you know what? You know who should be in this movie? This guy. This guy from TikTok. I... I will also say, too, Cocaine Bear is probably the one movie that I keep hearing from people that they're the most excited to see. Like, It looks insane, and it looks like Tarantino-level, like, multi-stories all centered around the Cocaine Bear. Like, all right, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. And uh, the director... Uh, Elizabeth Banks. Banks. Yeah. She also did that very, I would argue, very underrated Charlie's Angels reboot. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Case Do. It's got Case Do. It's mm-hmm. on Yeah. And people, people, like, dump on that movie, but that was actually a relatively fun movie. I had a good time with that movie, so. Okay. Well, uh, until next time, when we're going to be covering two Dracula movies, both Bram Stoker's Dracula and then the 1931 original. Until next time, everyone. Bye for now.